Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. In this exclusive interview, we catch up with the team behind PointsBet Canada, their CEO and their CCO. We talk a little bit about their entry into the Canadian market and that big partnership with MLSE. All is guaranteed money gets rolling. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money, a very special featured interview taking a look at PointsBet and their operation here north of the border in Canada. We are joined by Nick Selsky, Chief Commercial Officer of PointsBet Canada. Good to have you. Great to be here, Ryan. Thanks and for having Scotty me, Scotty Vanderwell, CEO of PointsBet Canada. Nice to have you as well, sir. Thanks so much for having me on the line. Yeah, it's great. I mean, listen, I think this is a really interesting time period. I think it's a very interesting space when we talk about the Canadian market. Let's maybe rewind for a second, though. Uh, and, you know, Scotty, I'll start with you. Tell me a little bit about PointsBet and, and the PointsBet operation before the Canadian entry. Oh, well, so PointsBet, I mean, PointsBet has its, has its origins back uh, about five years ago in Australia. Um, it, you know, it started... Uh, as a challenger brand into a mature market and uh, and really made its its name in the Australian market through its emphasis on U.S. sports and its ability to offer those markets to the Australian market, which, as you may or may not know, is dominated by horse racing. Um, but it also set them up real well for uh, for when the opportunity presented itself in the U.S. And so about three years ago, PointsBet began operations in New Jersey, uh, has grown through that time into the U.S., uh, at this point in time, about half our revenue comes from uh, Australia and New Jersey, so it's pretty, you know, they're pretty equally balanced across the company. And then, uh, uh, you know, we're now in in ten jurisdictions in uh, in the U.S. and uh, with Ontario, that gives us our eleventh North American jurisdiction, which we we just started operations as uh, as you know at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of April on the fourth. Yeah, Nick, let's talk a little bit about that because I mean, I obviously followed this uh, through the Senate and through all of the. Uh the wonderfully interesting Canadian proceedings that we have in this country when it comes to, uh, you know, getting something like the, the, the bill passed that, that amended the criminal code. Uh, what did the entry to Canada mean for, for your company? Well, first, let me say that uh, referring to parliamentary procedures is wonderfully interesting, is probably the most uh, unique way I've ever uh, heard them described. Um, well, I mean, the reality is, let's 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 face it. If if Bill C two eighteen hadn't passed, Scotty and I wouldn't be sitting here right now, right? So it meant everything, right? Being able to finally bring the gray market into the white space, into the proper regulated framework, where operators like ourselves could support proper customer, you know, consumer protections and responsible gaming and banking within our country, finally. I think it was a, a massive step that Ontario um, or that Canada had to take with Ontario being the first. So, I mean, honestly, I think it was everything, you know, for your audience's perspective. Last year, there was $14 billion worth of gray market and black market sports betting in Canada. That's an unbelievable amount of money um, driven, uh, you know, via offshore platforms without providing consumer protections and everything else that, that I spoke to earlier. So. I think this move was was paramount to the building of a really healthy um, regulated gaming framework that ultimately is going to help the entire sports ecosystem en masse. And that so, you know, 
It was everything. Uh, right? Scotty, let's talk a little bit about the challenges because Ontario is a, a big market, big consumer base, but at the same time, you've got a lot of companies that were able to enter the space. You also have a lot of familiar names uh, that were able to keep their model, go from the sort of gray area into the, the regulated white area where everybody is now operating and playing, uh, playing along well with each other, we hope. Uh, talk to me about some of the challenges of, of launching a, a new company that people might not be as familiar with and it might not be as you know, front and center in their attention. I know we'll get to the marketing side of things in a second because I think you guys do a phenomenal yeah. job when it comes to marketing. But talk a little bit about some of the challenges you guys have faced. Yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. So, I mean, I think one of the obvious dynamics is that I think if you looked across North America, Ontario would probably show up as one of the most attractive markets uh, in North America. So it's attractive just on the sheer scale. There's almost 15 million people uh, that, uh, that are, you know, are part of the kind of addressable market. And and then if you look at sort of the way in which the government has established the regulatory framework, the tax the tax environment, um, the kind of, you know, licensing conditions for entry, those types of things, I would say that the government's done a really good job of ensuring that this is a highly competitive market. And we are in favor of highly competitive markets. Just to be clear, we believe that the best consumer experience, best customer experience comes through uh, intense competition. Um, we uh, we stand behind uh, our product uh, head head to head against any of the offerings that are in the market, and so we like it when there's a, there's a kind of a good commercial framework and a good basis for competition. The reality is there's uh, I think uh, I'm sort of losing track with the daily announcements uh, of every uh, of every newly licensed uh, operator, but there's roughly over thirty. Uh, new operators that are inside the framework, which if you just think about where we were a year ago is kind of an amazing accomplishment in and of itself. Um, but with that, it, it does provide a, an opportunity for uh, a whole set of new relationships to be established. Points that the challenge is the opportunity, right? The fact that we are a new brand to this marketplace, for sure, it's going to take a little bit of time before people understand and can associate points bet with all of the unique elements that are part of our experience. But the reality is that's also the opportunity. We don't carry the legacy baggage of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, years of forcing people to jump through hoops offshore to get their money back. Uh, we don't carry, um, you know, it's the, the sort of technical challenges that, that we've seen or the migrationary uh, challenges that some of the gray market have felt as they've kind of tried to move to this space. So it's a, we know it's a build. We know it's it's not like everybody lined up on the starting line and we were all the gun went off and we all sort of started running together. We're fully aware of the fact that this is a share steal. And every day we look at our competitors and uh, and sort of line up where it is that our offering and our unique Canadian points bet experience uh, can can be introduced to their customer bases um, and and move some of those customers across to what we think is the is going to be the the place to be in is really the best platform on the market. Nick, let's talk a little bit about that customer acquisition. It's a it's a big part of this industry. It's probably the major the major component of this industry. I don't want you to give away PointsBet's secret sauce. So uh, all, all sorts of companies do it all different ways. But what sort of is the formula when you're looking to get somebody uh, who might be a novice player, who might just be you know new to the gambling space completely, to get them into your into your app and keep them there? You know, it's it's it is a very complicated question, um, and we've been pretty vocal about our strategy. Um, you know, Scotty touched on it a little bit as well. Is you know, being authentically Canadian, I think, will speak to not only the Ontario fan base but the Canadian fan base. I mean, we are Canadian. 
Um, we have built a team now. I believe we're 52 people um, in on the ground in Ontario. We understand this market in a very unique way that I don't think a lot of other operators truly understand. Um, so the idea of our, our tagline that we launched with, this is how we play sports, that we is very important to us. The reason why we have decided to really focus on establishing and building partnerships with some incredible brands, teams, associations across the country, like Curling Canada, the NHL Alumni Association, um, you know, obviously now with, with MLSE, is, and, and you know, being being trumpeted by a, an ambassador group like the Trailer Park Boys are, who are as unabashedly Canadian as, as we desire to be, gives us an opportunity to provide a really strong bridge into that community of fans to really help um, light up that we idea. Um, I mean, Ryan, the, 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 the other challenges that we faced that really played into our desire to figure out a differentiated strategy is because we we don't have the type of, of preceded database that almost every other operator in Ontario had on day one. We don't have a daily fantasy sports database. We don't have a casino brick and mortar rewards database. We have never operated in the gray market, so we don't have those users. And because of the marketing inducement regulations that the AGCO has installed, we can't just carpet bomb the market with free money. Um, we have we have to be more tactical. We have to figure out ways to introduce our brand and our incredible product offering to the sports fans in ways that are that are a little bit more creative. And so that really speaks to the strategy that we've that we've employed. We are a challenger brand. Let's not let's not you know. Um, uh, a sugarcoat in either way. We are a fighter. We're an underdog, but we're, we're we. And I've said this, and Scotty and I have said this many times. We can't outspend sure. other operators. We have to outthink them, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're doing that every day here in Ontario. Let me tell right? you a success story, and this is just ripped from my own life. Uh, a little anecdote. I was at the Raptors game. It was last week, so last weekend, uh, the Saturday game against the 76ers. My wife, who knows nothing about sports wagering. Uh, who wouldn't be able to tell you what any companies are. Uh, we were walking by Union Station. You guys have got posters everywhere. She looked at me and she said, points bet, they must be doing well. Scotty, you got to love to hear a story like that. <laughs> I do, I do. It's, uh, we, we love that walkway to Union Station, uh, especially at this time of year when um, when the playoffs are, are so much on everybody's mind. Uh, obviously, you know, sorry that the Raptors uh, didn't, sure. didn't pull it off last night, but I think they uh, they gave us an exciting series and, uh, you know, I think we were all energized by what they were able to do Let, let's uh, talk, over the last couple of games. Let's talk so. a little deeper about that relationship with MLSE. I mean, that felt like it came out of nowhere, uh, but it was great to see because I think it's a, a very good, it's a very good synergy. It's a great Canadian story, which I think a lot of people can get behind. Uh, tell us how that kind of came about and, and how important and vital it is to your brand. Yeah, I, maybe, Nick, I'll do a, a little bit of the, the top level stuff, but then... You know, Nick and the team were the ones that that really worked uh, actively on this deal, and and I do think it's a David and Goliath story a little bit in that regard, right? The uh, uh, MLSC is 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 truly a, an amazing uh, corporation with incredible assets and incredible uh, customer relationships, and 
you know, everybody would look at that asset at time zero coming into the market and say that's that would be an amazing place to be. But whether you're invited to that party and able to work with that team, uh, it really is a testament to the kind of the commercial prowess of Nick and the team and the, the depth of relationships they build and the partnership vision that we have for the Canadian marketplace. I just want to say one thing about the MLC deal. Like for us, in the early days, there's obviously what I'd call uh, maybe borrowed credibility, right? No one knows our brands. Everybody knows their brands. Uh, if we're associated with it, the, the trust factor associated with our product kind of starts to reflect more the reality, right? And over time, we will earn that trust as people experience our product and our and uh, our our brand. But in the early days, you know, how do you stand out? That trust is super important. And so for us, being able to uh, create just that that simple association has been super valuable. But if you step one step back, we have the best in-play product uh, in the marketplace, or at least one of the best. You can look at E&K and you can see some of the reporting and the, those players that are ahead of us on that, their offerings are either not in Canada or not the same. So when we look at what we have to, to offer uh, to the say the NBA fan, the ability of our micro markets or lightning bets, the kind of things that you can do as a fan in the seat in the experience, is very unique. And so when you when you they say, well, where is the greatest aggregation of fans? Where where do you find the people in the seats? How do you get that active live experience, which is what points bets real true differentiation is? Uh, how do you how do you get that? Having a partner like the MLSE or OSEG or those other ones where they they are they have that natural fan um, aggregation, super important to our long term plan. Right, we're not going to be the the brand that carpet bombs you with fifteen second commercials. That's a crowded space. Frankly, I don't find any of those commercials particularly inspiring. I'd rather people see us and experience us in an authentic way. I'd rather they see us in a real way. I'd rather it be like your wife, kind of acknowledging. Uh, some of the things that she's seeing or someone that picks up one of our pieces of social content and laughs a little bit and then says, I'm going to check them out because let's be honest, the Trailer Park Boys are killing it in that regard, right? Sure. So, Yeah, and I think that, you know, as we started building our strategy, um, the idea of partnering with MLSC wasn't really, uh, wasn't on the table in our early days of of developing our strategy. And so the uh, the... The idea of really leaning into that challenger brand mentality and creating unique partnerships with other authentically Canadian teams, brands, associations was really our, our focus. But, you know, when the opportunity did arise to start leaning in uh, to conversations with the amazing MLSC partnership team in more detail, uh, you know, the opportunity to partner with the only North American franchise that has 365 days of live sporting events. Um, you know, the fact that over a half of Canadians um, understand and, and are responsive to one of the six, you know, MLSE franchises. Um, it was an opportunity we could not say no to. And the other thing that really excited us, we are, as Scotty as Scotty's alluded to, um, one of the only um, sports betting companies that controls its entire technology stack. We don't rely on any third parties to provide any support internally or externally. We handle all of our trading, all of our, the reason why we've been able to become a market leader in live in play betting is because we control that technology. We're able to customize our product and our market offering to the Ontario market. You know, we have some of the most creative, unique um, 
Ontario-focused betting features that any other operator has because we wake up every day and try and think about what would be sure. fun. We're not reliant on a European trading team to come up with cool markets. And the extra piece that really excited us around MLSC, and I think it, it, it carried both ways, was as much as we view ourselves as a digital innovator, so does MLSC. Right. MLSC is one of the most prolific sports, digital franchise, um, uh, you know, digital thinkers, innovators and marketers there is. So the ability to really work together to innovate and push the line, not only technologically, but also creatively. They knew from what Scotty and I and our team had expressed to them that, you know, we wanted to test things. We wanted to have a lot of fun. Obviously, the Trailer Park Boys is just one example of how we want to really uh, create engagement and entertainment. I mean, ultimately, we're in an industry that's all about fun. And so I think what we also learned in our MLSE conversations, that that was something that was very interesting to them as well, right? Really testing and learning and really trying to figure out how both to innovate and entertain while respecting the sanctity of MLSE and all of their sports franchises. My last question for the both of you, a bit of a fun one that's kind of an extension of what we just talked about. You've got Austin Matthews. He bags his 60th goal. He's at the boards. There's an iconic shot now that's gone around everywhere. There's the points bet logo. Uh, were there virtual high fives? Did you, bought, you know, pop a bottle of champagne knowing that that logo is now going to be etched in Leafs history forever? I'm a McAllen guy, but I loved uh, that shot. And uh, yeah, it's... Um, you know, every now and again, you get you get lucky with those iconic moments. Uh, this, all I can say is, I mean, thank God he thank God he skated up our side of the boards. <laughs> it would be something, right? Right. And and you know, it's funny, like sports betting. You know, um, you know, there, there's a lot of game of skill, game of luck. Well, ultimately, we got lucky there, right? And again, you know, to be a part of a, a moment like that in such a cool, visual, iconic way. Um, wasn't something, you, it's nothing, never something you can predict, right? But that's the great benefit of creating a relationship like this is the opportunities like that sure. now are open to us to try and figure out how to leverage and, and build upon. But yeah, what a great, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, we had a, we had a team, we had a team get together last night, uh, a full team get together last night. And I will say that celebrating that shot with a shot kind of kind of made sense hand hand. right so there you <laughs> go Ryan. nick salski yeah, went hand in yeah, hand, and sure. hand nick salski chief commercial officer for points bet canada scotty vanderwell ceo of points bet canada thanks so much come back will you absolutely you just ask us back we'll be here we'd love to we're not going absolutely. we're not going anywhere thank you so much talk to you soon Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.